everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, Darth, you ready for uh, for Star Wars to be taken over by another franchise? No. No, I think we just need to kill it so it stops happening. Well, I mean, if it did, we can maybe make up some, some dances, you know, some... You, 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 ready, you ready to floss? Ready to yeah, and every season you can come out with new characters. Get some Our sweet, beloved characters. sweet skins. Do you think that they would animate R2-D2 and C-3PO dancing? Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Oh, Have man. C-3PO do the floss. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, let's do it. In the it. most robotic way possible. Yeah, <laughs> Well, anyway, folks, uh, we, we've got uh, we've got quite a bit to talk about today. We're gonna uh, get into the uh, Star Wars Hunters uh, trailer thing, which basically looks like a Fortnite crossover, and then uh, also discuss uh, Tatooine Ghost, a book by Troy Denning, uh, which I had kind of been looking forward to getting into for a, a little while. Uh, yeah, so, get yeah. into some legends content. Yeah, exactly. Should be fun. Um, but anyway, let's just go ahead and get her started. How's your week going? Oh, oh, spent so much money. Just want to end. No, too bad. So bad. No, no. Yeah, but no, you're... it's been pretty good. Had to had to go out and buy a dryer over the past bit of adult purchases. Decent, hot, very hot week compared to the last couple. I've been a little miserable outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. I, uh, I don't know. Has it been hot, hot? I mean, it's been hot, but like, I mean, not like. Not like hot, hot, has it? After two weeks of like fall weather, it was kind of warm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't no. know about you. It's pretty cool around me. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I see, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think it's still good to, you know, claw on or grab on to that last little coattails of, of summer. A lot of people are probably, yeah, still really into uh, that. No, everyone just wants fall around me. <laughs> bunch of basic b words oh man all the pumpkin spices out now uh christmas <laughs> stuff was out three weeks ago at lowe's well you know the the halloween candy uh was out two weeks ago and i was like you do realize we have a little ways for even that right like uh, yeah. i want fresh candy okay right <laughs> like do you really need to buy candy a month and a half ahead yeah, well, I'll be honest. I really haven't even. I don't really even buy too much candy anymore. I, I will say though, um, what was my favorite one? I actually think my favorite one might have been from Justin's. Uh, who, like, I know because of like some of their individual little peanut butter packets, like the Justin's peanut butter, which is just straight uh-huh. peanuts, which is right, which is very odd. I mean, I, I don't eat a ton of peanut butter, but when I do now, I just want like natural peanut butter. But anyway, I like yeah. peanuts. But um, it, it's it's an epidemic in the store now <laughs> that everybody and their brother is now making, um, I guess, what would you call them, like all natural or organic uh, peanut butter cups. So there, oh, there's really? like, yeah, there's like four new brands that just showed up. So I've been trying all these. I'm a sucker for a peanut butter cup. Oh, a, is a that recent, the ones that we tried on your other channel? So we did, those yeah. all organic? We, we did try one brand, but there have been more recently, and some of them huh. aren't very good, but some of them are. But yeah, I love a good peanut butter cup. Reese, I mean, Reese's oh, yeah. is great. Um, 
but a lot of these are using like better chocolate, better peanut butter and so forth. So yeah, that, that's, uh, that's been interesting. But when I buy candy, it's like, I, that (laughs) I don't really eat much in the way of candy anymore. So all this Halloween stuff, it's like, yeah, I could get a Kit Kat, but I don't want an entire, you know, hundred bag of Kit Kats. (laughs) (laughs) And I also like when Halloween gets here, I don't really want to sit out here and give away candy, but I might put a little uh, pail out there. So like one kid can go steal all the candy because kids are terrible. Um, (laughs) What will happen is you'll have like five to 10 kids that are actually honest. I'll take one piece yes. and it'll start to empty enough where someone will just use that as their trick or treat fail. Yeah, no, <laughs> huh, that, that, that's always how it, how it goes. And the thing is, is like, I remember, you know, trick or treating and stuff back in the day. And I, I'm the kind of guy that would want to be the full size candy bar guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that yeah. person, we were all like, that's a pretty cool guy. Pretty cool guy. Yeah, yeah you're we, not we getting like TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I'm, now the candy corn guy and the apple guy. Is getting yeah, they, I'm. And I like candy corn, but don't give me candy. I'm not big on candy. It's just sugar, and like yeah. the caramel apples are fine, but like I don't know, man. That's like one of the worst things on your teeth, and then oh, you just yeah. get the. You're just trying to eat the caramel, which in right. that particular form is just the worst. And, and then there's just an apple. It's like, I mean, I like apples. Yeah. I like, I, I'm fine with apples. I just don't want it in that particular medium. I think it's one of the right. stupidest and, things. You know, when you think about the people that handed out the candy corn, it was just candy corn. They weren't, I mean, it wasn't in a bag. It wasn't wrapped. It's kind of no. disgusting when you think about it. Yeah. It's like, did you wash your hand before you came out here and started handing out candy corn? Yep. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is, is like, even though we went trick-or-treating, we didn't really wind up eating a ton of that candy. No, actually it went bad. Well, it was either that or dad would eat the candy periodically, <laughs> periodically yeah. over time. He As would... he's sifting through it, every 10th piece of candy was tribute for him for sifting through <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the other thing, too, the, the sift. You had to sift through it, make sure there weren't any razor blades or ecstasy in it yeah. or, you know, all that good sort of stuff. You know, the fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, they spent all that time doing that. We spent all that time walking around for us to eat like five pieces and the rest of it to go bad in the pantry. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> yeah, that's basically exactly what happened. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I just thought that was funny, funny to have all that coming up. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I look forward to the fall turning too. Yeah, it's a little cooler out and the, you know, changing leaves and the time passes and I have another birthday and I'm one step closer to the grave. Uh, so yeah, that's fun. It's great. It really <laughs> it gets you in the mood for Halloween. <laughs> oh goodness. But yeah, it's good, uh, good backpacking weather and we really need to get off our butts and get going at some point. Um, Hey, technically I am camping. What? I'm technically camping right now. Cause when I get done with this podcast, I'm going to head over to Cozy about you know an hour away from me and i'm gonna go sit at a campsite with other campers in my tent it's great i'm technically camp oh yeah man. Awesome. yeah thanks for the invite appreciate it uh but <laughs> well it's not real camping there's no hiking trail no i get it uh, well i mean i i like camping if it's if it's like a group of people you know just like at a site or whatever it's fun when there's people yeah. but like yeah i yeah. wouldn't do it just alone um yeah so anyway, we, we do need to get out on, on trail here before too long. We do. Um, the weather is perfect for it now. Yeah, it weather, weather's happen. good. I did finally bust out that tent that you gave me, the, the four-person one. Oh, yeah, the bigger one. Sweet. 
yeah, yeah. That, that is actually quite an old tent. Funny yeah. enough. Um, I don't remember when I, I don't, yeah, I don't remember when I bought that. I bought that like years ago, but the thing is, is a tank. It's not, oh, yeah. it's not I really mean, it's heavy duty. Like I've got yeah. stakes for the rain fly, which yeah. my old one just snapped into the bowls. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. That, that's not what I would call a backpacking tent. It's, it's a very no. heavy tent, but it's, uh, you know, if you're just like, you know, family or whatever, or you take the kid out or whatever, and you just, you know, you're, just, you're not really going anywhere special. It's a nice little thing and it's good for kids in the backyard. And if they want to do that, that kind of junk too yeah uh, but yeah no it, it's it's a good heavy yeah like i said heavy duty tent <laughs> right it's funny i was setting it up and my father-in-law was watching he's like did you guys bring an extension cord i'm like what it's like well it's got that power cord yeah pouch. it does i'm like what do i need it for i'm not gonna use that for my phone or anything like i'm good yeah <laughs> i no, came that... here for more primitive camping even though you guys got a thirty thousand dollar camper beside yeah. me <laughs> yeah, no, I I think that thing's so old. If I remember correctly, I believe it even has like a pocket in there for like a CD player. I think it's specifically labeled yeah. with like a CD player. That's how old it is. Um, yeah, it's great. I use that to just throw my glasses and phone <laughs> in. But yeah, clearly it was the width for that. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. But yeah, man, uh, yeah, my, my week's been, you know, fine. I got a tattoo, first one, first one of my life. Yeah, yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, decided to finally just do that. Now I'm probably going to go grab another one. Didn't feel like anything at all. Dude yeah. was really nice who did it. That's a pretty meaty area. I feel like it'd be kind of I don't know, like I easy to do I don't know anything about it, but I, I didn't really feel anything there, but I feel like just based on the experience like under side of like bicep area probably wouldn't be great. Rib area. I know a lot of people do rib tattoos oh, and yeah. side tattoos. I feel like that would like tickle at some points and then hurt yeah. like a b word and others but like i, I feel but, like back would probably be the easiest honestly i yeah i don't want to get a back. on either side of the spine true i don't want to get a back tattoo that. i wouldn't be able to see it i actually want to like yeah. view this stuff this is like visual art for me and right. uh, but anyway i got a little lord of the rings inspired thing it's uh the lonely mountain with you know a little smog based upon the the map drawing uh from well the book it's in the book but it's uh, you see it in the hobbit as well right so yeah i was pretty happy about that uh got that done on wednesday but uh yeah aside from that just really work and and you know doing other stuff i'll also tell you what i forgot that we were doing this book uh until like yesterday <laughs> really <laughs> so i sped through it and it's not a nice. long audio book but i had to speed through it because i was like yeah i thought we were doing comics i looked down at the schedules like oh no <laughs> i need it's to get this because- done it's funny because yesterday I had this weird moment where I thought we were doing comics. I'm like, oh, yeah. I just read this book and we're doing comics. And I went through it. It's like, oh, six weeks. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, we, we've got a lot of comics to go to, folks. And obviously, you know, we're going to we're gonna stitch in some other stuff here and there. But, um, but yeah. So let, let's let's go ahead and roll into this uh, this Hunter's trailer thing that we that we got. Um, so what were your, what were your initial thoughts on this, uh, game? Well, I was excited at first just for the Sith aspect, you know, I thought this was going to be a new established character until I kind of realized what was going on. That's like, well, I guess it could be fun for like 20 minutes, but I'm personally not all that good about this game. It's, it's not my style of game. Well, no, it's, it's not mine either. But the, I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, Battlefront 
had that online multiplayer battle royal thing. And that's, I mean, this basically looks like they said, we want our our Nintendo Star Wars Fortnite. That's what it looks like to me. And, And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. There's no way this game is going to be uber popular unless there is no. some mechanic about it or something that's super interesting. But it looks like from the trailer, it's going to be confined in like to arena, arena style like a true area, arena, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, that people aren't gonna, which really, I mean, there goes all your sniper characters. You can't have crosshair, you can't have clone snipers. I mean, that's gonna be useless, so. Well, I mean, they they might I mean, they might uh, uh, change up the terrain, but like chivalry. So chivalry, I don't know if it's chivalry too, but there's a new chivalry game out, right? And I've mm-hmm. seen some gameplay of that, uh, and it's basically like the the gameplay that I've seen a lot of dudes in just an arena, just jousting and doing you know their general knight stuff. Um, yeah. But I think, but that's with hand weapons. I think there might be some archers in chivalry. I'm not sure. I, I, it's mm-hmm. I barely played it back in the day and I don't really remember it all that well anyway, but this is, yeah, there's melee characters. Obviously there's like, you know, the right. Sith and then there's like a Jedi droid. droid Jedi, which yeah, is stupid, which I, I don't <laughs> get. And then, um, you had like an Imperial trooper with a heavy gun, uh, you had a Wookie. Wookie. yeah. So and you had your Mandalorians, you right. had, um, uh, what's the, uh, Mandalorian's little helper that says, this is the way, what's that? Oh, what were those? Ugnaughts? Yeah, Ugnaughts. An Ugnaught in essentially a droidica. Oh, is, oh, is that the mech? Yeah, the, the, the mech yeah. knot? <laughs> yeah. That was kind of funny. That was, that was Yeah. Cool. I mean, let, let, let's, put it, let's put it this way. What's the point of the game? Just another battle it's royale, to appease, right? you know, what's popular right now. Now, I think what could have been a better spin for this game is if it was 1v1 and you had an entire map and it was populated and you were trying to hide. One was a hunter, one was hunted, and then you would eventually clash once you found the person and then have a big battle. Well, that's kind of uh, what the... uh, Shoot, what's that new game called that just came out? Uh, Oh, I just watched gameplay on it. Um... Dang it, I forget. Uh, but essentially the premise of the game is you start as a guy who... Uh, you're living in a, an indefinite 24-hour loop and like you're being hunted because you're supposed to be trying to destroy the loop. And then, you know... You, uh-huh. But that's kind of one of those hunter-hunted things where, you know, you're kind of being hunter, hunted by this, by this chick and I won't spoil the story, but you're being hunted by the, this, this girl, this woman here. And then, but you're also hunting the rest of the people in the loop. So it's possible that you could be killed off. That's interesting. Yeah. I think I, I, um, let me see if I can find the, find the name of it. Um, Oh, death loop. That's what it's called. Death loop. It just, it just came out, but like, I've heard of it. I remember seeing trailers of this and I thought it was like really stupid. Like it looked stupid. Like it just looked like some sort of bouncing off the wall, like battle Royal thing. But no, it's, yeah. it actually has a whole like story that you have to learn from. Cause there was also that, um, the, the very short top down game, I think it's called 12 minutes or whatever with uh, William, mm-hmm. w- Willem Dafoe's voice in it. 
you know, which was a, I, I, I thought the twist in that game was dumb, but whatever. I, I thought that the, the idea was really cool and the gameplay looked fine. But like, yeah. um, but Deathloop actually is one of the first newer games where I thought, oh, well, this kind of looks neat. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, th- I think that maybe if you want that, try Deathloop. <laughs> Because you know, yeah. at least in that you have sort of like a hunter hunted, but you also have to like kill other people in there. And there's, there seems to be a pretty decent map to that, but yeah, th- this hunter thing, I, I mean, I don't, I'm hoping that it's di- better than the trailer portrayed it to be, but like, what did you think of the, uh, granted it wasn't in game, but like the, uh, the animation style from the trailer. The animation style definitely seemed like a uh, hero-based game, like Paladins or Overwatch. I mean, it was it was decent. I didn't mind that at all. Yeah, it reminded Everything me was, of Overwatch. Yeah, um, it's not my personal taste. It, it's not something for me, but it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't like super blocky or anything, and it wasn't like Disney's. Um, uh, what was the thing they did with like the uh, the little plastic characters you put on a pad? You had to buy the characters. Oh, to the amiibos. Yeah, because yeah. like those were super blocky and the the proportions were wrong. But this was kind of in the same vein of that, just better, more well done. I think. Gotcha. Um, I I did like the design. Of, I thought the Mandalorians looked cool, and I'm glad it wasn't Boba Fett. Because I thought I was both right at right. first. Well, and, and that, that actually, was... the Wookiee, the Wookiee was pretty sweet, especially with the axes. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's somebody online who has gameplay. Okay, so it's a, it's really, it's really stupid how they're doing it. It's oh, it's a com, it's somebody commentating on another, uh, probably streaming. Uh-huh. So I mean, gameplay wise, it's. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like of Overwatch, but it, it looks like that. No, it looks like it's an actual map. It, they have maps. It's not just like an arena thing, dude. I don't well, care. That's good. I don't care about your stupid stream, bro. Nobody cares about you. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, look, there there is. Some... I'm surprised there is gameplay for this thing. It's how it's slated for next year. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, dude. It's, it's probably like, you know, how you can put together a little bit of gameplay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's, so I'm, okay, I'm so, so it they, too. yeah, so they've got With like a saber, saber throw. throw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, eh, I don't know, dude. Uh, she does see this. Flippy this robotic thing. Jedi is so stupid. <laughs> there aren't very many characters. One, two, three, uh, nine, nine characters at least from here. So, eh. yeah, I don't know. It, it look, it looks like it a defi- cross cross between like overwatch and, uh, and Fortnite. Yeah. And I'm looking at, uh, this one loop of a video of the jet, the uh, robot Jedi. And there's like everyone's in this one little tiny area. So it seems like everyone's really bullet spongy. Cause you're getting hit a lot. And you're not dying. Yeah, so I don't know how much I like that. Like the Udnot has a, he has a shield. Yeah. So it just feels like everything's going to be a really long process trying to kill somebody. I'm not sure if this is going to be something I'd even try. It is very little gameplay. It's like a very short loop. And then they have some pictures of stuff. 
So I, I and I am uh, also it looks like it's team based. There's like a team based yeah. component as well. So maybe that'll be like the online multiplayer thing. Oh, you can be two Jawas standing on each other's shoulders. I know that was, and they like got grenades or something, and that's their weapon. Yeah, it's bad. It's the, bad. The, the Sith. Can is, we just is please? <sighs> can we just please acknowledge the fact that the the pinnacle of Star Wars video game combat was heroes versus villains, Battlefront. Mm. It's never going to get better than that. We just have to accept it and move on. Yeah. Well. Anyway, is there any more we really need to say about this game? <laughs> I mean, it's it's what no. it is. No, I will forget completely about its existence until it comes out. Probably. All right. Cool. Let's move on to Tatooine Ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Tatooine Ghost, uh, two thousand three book from uh, Troy Denning and, and Troy Denning has done a couple of Star Wars uh, novels star by star in our new Jedi order mm-hmm. uh, what, what was this I think uh, what, what series was this one in uh, he did some stuff in the Legacy of the Force a couple of books in the Legacy of the Force he did some books in the Fate of the Jedi series which is cool a uh, couple oh Crucible okay yeah, I remember that so he he's definitely done a lot of different stuff here, but he definitely seems to stick to, to like Han Solo. Yeah. That seems to be, and I would say he does Han very well. Well, I'll I'll tell you initial thoughts about this book. I enjoyed this book so much. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. It is probably one of the best Han and Leia focused stories outside of new Jedi order. Honestly, it might even trump all the new Jedi Order stuff. It might. Just I, throw it out there. <laughs> I think he understands the characters very well. And um, yeah. I, I guess what I'll also say is, you know how I've been kind of critical of droids lately? Yeah. C-3PO was in this book, but he was just there. He was just like yeah. a little sprinkle. He, he, there, was, there was not much, and I was like, that's how you use him. That's how you use C-3PO in these books. It's just right. it's just a little sprinkle. But, like, I think the biggest thing here that I really enjoyed was Leia and her connection to the Force. Like, the Force finally coming to her. And I'll tell you what, the, the one thing that I drew from this is, didn't the Force, like, sort of feel a little bit High Republic here? Like, listen to the Force, stop fighting the Force, go with the Force as well yeah. and not your own? Yeah. I thought that yeah a little bit. I thought that was kind of neat uh, because, like, even with Luke, sometimes he's um, he's going more with the will of everything else at times. You know what I mean? He's he's trying to fight the battles and maybe not make being, everyone happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I thought that was cool. And then this book ties in a ton to events from um, uh, Phantom Menace and Clone Wars mm-hmm. as well. So. Yeah, I mean, every little bit with me. honestly, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the book. I really enjoyed the little diaries. Yes, yes, we'll get to that. So you, you want to do a little bit of a kind of a short plot summary, maybe? Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which the uh, the Wikipedia plot summary in this is kind of pathetic. It's like yeah, one the, paragraph, <laughs> but true. it does sum up the book pretty well. 
but the, yeah, that's my, I think the thing is, is that I think the plot's actually really simple. I think there's a lot to yeah. expound upon, but I think it's really simple plot. So essentially Leia, Han, Chewbacca, C-3PO are on their way to Tatooine because there is an auction and they're looking for this Alderanian moss painting uh, called Killick Twilight. And you might think, oh, so they're just going for a painting. Well, yeah, but the problem is, is that the painting, Killick Twilight, and again, like a moss painting, mm-hmm. like, do you a think special it's... special moss that, like, doesn't reproduce and... <laughs> You have to water it. You can't it. make any more. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of an interesting little. Kind of like a Naboo thing, honestly. That's the first thing I thought of. Like, this should have been in Naboo. Yes. Uh, Alderaan. Yeah, that, that, that's a good, um, that is a good, that's a good thought. I, I, I like that. Um, however, the, the big problem here is that hidden within the painting is a key code for Shadowcast, which is like Rebel Alliance sort of like piggybacking off of existing... It's Rebel Alliance dial-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually good. That's accurate. But Shadowcast is being used uh, currently. And the fear is, is that even with an old code, I mean, an old code can still check out, but even with an old code, the Empire could potentially crack into the network and it could kill a lot of spies because this is basically the spy network. It, it, uh, so the network transmitted encrypted messages within commercial advertisements via the holonet. So the commercials you get could potentially being piggybacked with a rebel signal, thus being able to communicate in a different way. Not bad. It right. survived for nine years. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets a little bit deeper here, but we have to go find this, this painting. So they get to Tatooine. However, upon entrant to the space, they find that the Empire is already here. Now, this is all post-Return of the Jedi. So we're dealing with the Imperial Remnant. Now, yeah. in Legends, the Imperial Remnant is definitely still a force. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you definitely see it in this book. I mean, they're, yeah, <laughs> they're pretty BA actually. It, it, yeah. Th- this particular thing, but this is being led by grand Admiral Thrawn. We yeah. hear the chimera being mentioned, the ship. We know the chimera. And we actually get mentions to Paleon as well. Exactly. We're, cool. yeah, we're going to talk about him too. Um, but upon entering space, they kind of have this dog fight. Uh, Han tries to throw out a bribe. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Didn't take that. The, the commanders are a little bit more sharp here. Um, they do eventually get to the planet. They get to the auction. One of the more interesting things is they, they had disguises, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, we meet a lot of friends from the past. Uh, then the auction happens. Auction doesn't quite go as, as planned. The painting is taken away. They have to go find the painting which uh, basically kind of uh, they encounter several important places within Tatooine. We explore Leia's force connection a bit more Uh, at the end. uh, We are able to destroy the key code so it doesn't Mm -hmm. fall into enemy hands. And then, you know, we're able to get away safely at the end. Now there is a subtext that there is a mission 
uh, Wedge and Tilly's uh, uh, division is on a mission, and potentially if we can't get this key code, if it falls in the Imperial hands, blah, 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 there's potential the mission can go awry as well. So there's a little bit of subtext there. But uh, the stakes on that seem relatively low because it's not like they can crack the code in 24 hours or something like that. Right. so I guess uh, with, with that sort of sub with that plot going on, what do you what do you think we should touch on touch on first? Um, well, let's just kind of talk about how well this author builds the Tatooine environment in general, because we mm-hmm. get pretty much we get to see everything that we fell in love with with Tatooine and New Hope. Yeah, I and think so. Everything it- was really expounded upon. I think really well. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think one of the things that I was I was particularly happy with, they didn't shy away from anything important because th- the fact is, is that things do interconnect. Um, sure. We got to see Kitster and, uh, mm-hmm. ah, shoot, what was this other? Wald, the, uh, yeah. the Rodian, uh, that we saw in Phantom Menace. And now they're older. We got to see how Anakin is still considered a hero on Tatooine mm-hmm. because of the old Boonta Eve classic, and people still remember yeah. that. Um, Which is, I mean, it's something that's kind of mentioned in Phantom Menace, but it's really expounded upon, like, humans shouldn't be able to do this pod race. Right. Like, it is a death sentence for humans. Yeah. And that was one of the things, it's like, Le- Leia had pointed out, because part of the, another part of the subtext here is, is Leia dealing with her Force connection, and basically the Force trying to guide her away from the hatred that she has for her father. Right. And, and at this point we had already gone through, uh, Anakin's force goes trying to beg forgiveness through, I forget which book that was, uh, dealt with in, yeah. but yeah. clearly it was not taken. Well, obviously we know this and she's still dealing with that hatred. You know, it's, it's kind of cool to see the dichotomy because when she talks with Luke about like, well, did you know he was a pod racer? Did you know this? He's like, yep. I've already kind of gone through this path. I've, I've researched our father. I know yeah. a lot about him and I don't, you know, I just, I don't hate him like you do. I, well, I understand and that, what he that, went through. Yeah. And that's kind of an interesting thing too, because like Luke lived on Tatooine. He is a Skywalker. Right. So there's, there's absolutely zero chance that he didn't know about his father, the potential local hero. Now, right. granted, Ben had kind of led him down the path of, yeah, your father was a great star. He was the best star pilot I had ever known. And he died. Who killed him? Uh, some guy. <laughs> I mean, he's just dead. Why do you keep asking questions, Luke? Here, let me watch me force levitate something. Don't question why I have this lightsaber. <laughs> just take it. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> but, but the funny thing is, is like he wouldn't have known anything about his father. Of course he did. He lived on the right. planet his father grew up on. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I also thought it was interesting, like Leia learning this stuff and like, he was a slave. He was a slave. Anakin Skywalker was a slave. It's like, yeah, you do realize that kids were born in slavery too. Right. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. And they don't shy away from the slavery topic, which I do appreciate. It was really well done. I think, um, especially everything with, with me and, uh, which one of, Anakin's buddies like well don't act like it was a dirty thing it's not like we got into debt or something we were born into this we I, didn't have I, I believe that was Wald the the was it Wald I'm pretty okay. sure Wald was the one who was saying that when they were in his shop um 
Now here, here's the other thing too. Uh, let's, do you want to just do the SME and like come back to Leia's yeah, four stuff? Yeah. Okay. Let's do the, sh- the, the Shmi line because this, this kind of deals with the family more, so to speak. Yeah. So Leia was given a diary, a video diary from one of the dark lighters. We get to go to the dark lighters sort of like ranch or you know, farm or whatever. Yeah. Um, which again brings up Gavin Darklighter, who's yeah, who's alive which is here. awesome. He's really he's really uh, low in the ranks right now and uh, well, squadron, he, but he's he's flying, he's he's flying with wedge. He's well known. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's flying with wedge, um, and and Gavin is. I mean, we we saw him in in the movies as as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, Gavin was you know Luke's friend, and th- this was something that you know we had kind of heard very early on. It's like all oh, of my friends are leaving. Yeah, Gavin left, you know. And uh, but anyway, right. family's still there, so they give uh, Leia this video journal, which turns out to be her grandmother Shmi's, and getting to kind of have Shmi's thoughts put into writing, I thought were was really really cool. And it also, I, I want to discuss Watto a bit because, like, I never hated Watto, yeah. but the thing is, is I, I think, uh, but he's a slave owner. Yeah, <laughs> true. But can't the, love Watto, but at the same time, this really humanizes. Yeah, but I, I, you know, you, if you're if you're constantly in the realm of things, and even if they're bad, they're they're degrees. I don't think that Watto Watto's evil. He's you yeah. know profiteering from the the landscape he's in but um not excusing slavery or slave owning obviously but i mean you have to think about the context of the universe and it's very hard on the outer rim uh again not excusing it but it is what it is but anyway so with Watto, and I, i was trying to think of the book we we had went over where we visited Watto briefly if you remember that like we it was much yeah. later in his life or whatever i just can't remember where that maybe it was one of the queen's books or something like that or probably but anyway so Watto in this book through shmi's eyes one shmi is clearly like his more his friend it's like his only yeah. friend here and he clearly misses anakin um and I think that, you know, it can be two, twofold. Obviously, Anakin was very good at what he did. He fixed everything for him. I'm sure he misses that. But I do actually think that he misses the boy, you know? Yeah. I, th- I think at a at some level, he looked at him as almost like his own son in a way. I mean, he raised him. He, he clearly was fond of him. He didn't want to yeah. give him up. Well, and the thing is, is like we never had any sort of description of him like abusing them. Working no. them, yes, but not not sure, necessarily. As a boss, he would yell at him if he's being lazy yeah. or something. Again, really touchy subject here. Obviously, yeah, not a boss, slave owner, but at the same time, like he never treated them poorly in any depictions in the movies or books that I'm aware of. Yeah, it, it didn't it didn't seem like it. But again, cruel landscape, not something that we would ever condone, obviously. But but at the same time. How well would Annie and Shmi have done without him? I'm not Possibly. trying to justify it, but we wouldn't have the events unfold of all the movies without him. Yeah, in a way. So, but we get to see the the relationship between her and Cleeg Lars, which I thought was really kind mm-hmm. of fun because he, you know, yeah. and when, when we meet him, get to see it, Owen. Yeah, when we meet him, Cleeg uh, in the movies, he's like he's an old man. I think he lost an eye. He lost a leg. He's yeah. he's been run down. Is wife was taken and all this stuff yeah 
well, this this was a young, I mean, younger-ish uh, man who, you know, they, they fell in love, and I thought that was really sweet. Uh, and we also got to see some of the potential for Owen as well. Because, yeah. and, and again, all back to Qui-Gon flipping Jin, <laughs> Qui-Gon didn't abandon Shmi entirely. Yeah. He understood that he couldn't just free her, and I think that maybe he understood, too, that there was a connection that Watto didn't want to break. Because here's the thing, Klieg had been trying to buy... Shmi's freedom for a while. He's like, no, no, yeah. no. You you got to give me more than a speeder. You know that sort of deal. And um, Qui Gon basically brought the scenario to life that would eventually lead to her freedom. And I think he understood yeah. that. I think he understood Watto. I think he understood how the outer rim works. And I think he understood that I can't leave her to this. Now I'll be honest with you, man. I kind of wonder if she if she wasn't free, well, would she still be alive? I don't know. Uh, and honestly, if you want to go down the theory rabbit hole, you could say that if Qui-Gon hadn't helped free her, then Anakin might not have gone down the dark path. He started well, but I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you what. died from the Raiders and he wouldn't have killed him. And true, <laughs> true, but I'd rather live free than die a slave. I, think, I think most yeah. people would generally choose that I, I think it's well she clearly enjoyed the free time that she had yeah and she and obviously more than any other time in her life. right but she also expressed her love for owen as well which i thought was yeah really sweet um yeah and in the in the diaries she mentions a lot it's like i can't wait for you to meet him annie yeah. i think he'll be great friends i love him but not and and the way she dealt with it like explained like i don't look at him like as a replacement for you but yeah he's a great kid Second son and, you know just yeah. a second just another kid yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really did. I really did like that. And I like that Leia was able to see this because the fact yeah. of the matter is, is like, you know, from the movie standpoint, she only has like a vague memory of her mother, right? Her mother died right. in childbirth. Um, and we don't really, we don't really have, I mean, it, there's some stuff out there where she kind of explores some of her mother's stuff, but like, I mean, when are we going to just get a book where Leia just goes and chills on like Naboo or something, you know? Right. Like, I don't know if that's yeah, happened. You know, it might be corny, but I would love to see a book where Anakin's Force Ghost actually speaks with Leia about her mother. We actually get some first-hand accounts. Or, you know, there, there are other people. Maybe she runs into one of the handmaids. She's an old woman, and she gets to talk about, oh, I was your mother's handmaid, and this is what we did together. I think that'd be cool. That would have actually been a really cool perspective for the... Uh, the queen series. Yeah. I'm going to have to look around maybe in some lore to see if Leia ever did go to Naboo. I mean, like how cool would it have been if she, I mean, I assume handmaidens are still alive. I mean, what if she, wouldn't it have been like yeah. sick if she actually met one of those yeah. handmaidens? Like just, you know, there's Sabe right there or something. Right. I don't know, dude. I, that, That's I what I'm saying. I think awesome. that'd be a cool perspective for those books where like, the overarching thing is one of the handmaidens is telling all the stories that unfold oh, in the books to Leia. Wow. What a, yeah, <laughs> that would what be an sweet. end. That'd be a good end to stuff. But, yeah. but anyway, I, I do think it was really good to see the, this passing on of, of, of Shmi's life because I hate to say it, but she became a bit of a throwaway character in the movies. Well, unfortunately know? she did. I mean, we don't, it would have been kind of nice if in episode two, we might've had, a little bit of contact before she was taken, you know, maybe yeah. just mention like we, 
we've we've talked recently or something, you know. Yeah, I mean it's that's tough, but at any rate, I I really enjoyed that aspect of it, and and again, getting back to the force side of things, I think that this is the force attempting to help Leia reconcile because here's the thing. Yes, Luke is the warrior. He's he's the he's the remnant, the final remnant of the Republic, he of the old Republic. Leia, I think, is very much the future because the yes. Force is now with her. It, this book we're going off of old can old legends, not new canon, yeah. which I still think is valid, even in new canon. But I think Leia is potentially the future, the moving on. It's like I'm not a warrior. I right. am I am Jedi, but I am not a warrior. I will be one with the force, but I'm not going to fight like you do. I'm not going to fight like the old way. I'm not going to be the general. I'm going to be the leader, maybe, but I'm also going to just let the force kind of guide me where it will. And Right, whereas with Luke, it's almost like the force wills him to be the old guard, you know? Yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of. Just the, the remnant, in a way. And it kind of makes you wonder... Like it makes me wonder. So we, we had Luke, I mean, Vader defeated the emperor, but anyway, we had Luke's contribution. We had all this stuff with Luke and then Luke goes on his journeys. He attempts to rebuild, he fails and then he goes away. And I'm wondering if the will of the force kind of said, you've done your, you've done what we, what right. I all nip omnipotent. Your destiny is fulfilled. Yeah. Your destiny is fulfilled. The emperor is destroyed. You redeemed your father helped redeem your father. Now it is your time. You brought balance to the force in your own way. Yeah. Now it's your time to be the last warrior Jedi. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you now have to stand aside and let your twin carry on into the future. And I, I right. honestly, if that would have been ever the idea behind the sequel trilogy, and then you could bring Ray and whoever in to be the next generation, I think that that would have been an excellent theme to explore yeah. in the new way. And I'll tell you what, that well, has not been explored in prior movies. That would have been an original thing. Very true. Especially when you think of the dichotomy of Ray's following Leia's path, whereas Kylo followed Luke's path in a way and see Ooh, where yeah. that ended up. Oh, dude. Oh, it's so juicy. Because eventually it goes <sighs> to the dark side. Oh, dude, that would—that's yeah. so juicy. Like, yeah, the warrior path. This this path was right for you, but now you see how it goes. Why it has to die right. out, and even that ties into Kylo's kill it. It's like kill it and everything. Yeah. But oh, dude, that is so juicy. I really wish that would have been somebody's thought. Yeah. Oh, if we could I have kept legend, if we could have kept legends continuity. Not necessarily, you know, obviously you have a difference between Kylo and the twins, but you still would have had that Jason. You could have done the same story with him. But it, all the things that were built upon in Legends, I mean, it's really sad that you can't connect that to the sequel trilogy. I'm with you. I love that idea so, so much, much of now. it could, so much of that really could line up perfectly. No could. doubt. And honestly, the, the Luke that we love isn't necessarily the movie Luke. I think I, I'm, I'm speaking for both of us, but I'll say the Luke that we love is from Legends books. Mm, yeah. It's the playful Luke. It's the the kind the, of OP. the true like well beyond Yoda's spec master Jedi, just the perfect pinnacle of power. Yeah. And to see that Luke 
in that continuity turn into the Luke we see in Last Jedi, I think in a way, if we had had that bridge to really deal with why he lost faith in the Jedi path, it would have been a lot, a lot more impactful to see him as a hermit. Yeah. Hey, you, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to title this episode. I'm going to give it a clickbait name. It, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be, we'll, we'll have to start out with Kathleen Kennedy is, uh, is rumored no. to, uh, be leaving Lucasfilm no. and new, <laughs> new leak for, uh, replacement sequel trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, you wouldn't even have to replace it. I think you would just have to delete a few scenes from the movies and add a few. It'd be great. I love that. I love that <laughs> idea. I think honestly, yeah. like I'm glad that that kind of just came out there organically because that was a that's a good idea. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and, and another thing yeah, uh, before ahead. we jump ahead. Uh, you know, we have our force stuff. We have clearly the force trying to push Leia towards forgiveness. But one thing that I think is cool is. It's not just the force that's pushing her to forgive. You actually have Han's uh, take on Mm -hmm. Anakin growing up. And ironically enough, even after all they've been through, you know, all the, you know, Carbonine, all that, he actually understands why Anakin became who he became and doesn't hate him for it and actually defends him against Leia talking down at him as a child. Yeah. she she has a hatred for Anakin at all stages of his life. Well, yeah, well, the issue also becomes, I think Han, just with his upbringing, can kind of understand how somebody could go bad really quick. Yeah. He's probably seen it more times than not. He's probably towed the line more times than any of the rest of them. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing about Han is, and like we saw in the Solo movie, where uh, Kira basically says, you know, you're the good guy. It's like, I'm not the good guy. You know, I'm, I'm the I'm right. Bad guy. It's like no, but you you are you are the good guy. You are the guy who always comes and helps his friends, despite risking everything. And Leia everything mentions that too. That's what she loves him. And it's when the chips are down, he's going to be there. He's going to take care of the rebellion, even though he's yeah. not technically a member of it. Yeah, for sure. So no, I I, I think I think we we could just move naturally sort of into Han here because like. You know, Han in the very beginning, he's very much in control. He's he's got the plans. It's not this rope a dope kind of thing. He he's he's got mm-hmm. more of a of a strategic mind behind his actions. It's not just this bumbling idiot that we sometimes see. It's that yeah. he knows all the tricks of the trade. He knows and can read Imperials. He he's he's been doing this for years. This isn't new to him. So getting to see some of the the flashes of his his brilliance as as a captain and as a smuggler and as a scoundrel and, and Chewie too for that matter because yeah, they're for a sure. true instinct team in this book no doubt I I just thought that, that was really refreshing to see as well and then also to see their love their their actual love because it, there are books yeah. even in old canon where there's a strain I mean New Jedi Order we've seen the strain but this is yeah. kind of like peak before kids. Um, still very much in love there there was that part at the beginning that was a little uh you know could be a little cringy about what was it reading your schematics or something like that it's like uh, no it was uh c3po is like your primary circuits seem to have been crossed and she he's like 
I'll make sure her primary circuits are okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, it was a little, it was a little, you know, '90s cheese, even 2003. It's still a little, little cheese, but it was, it was funny. I mean, it's, it's fun to have those sort of like relationship, you know, jokes. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I like that. I, I thought that was, re- and, and even like later on when, when he hears Leia listening to the hollow journal, which coincidentally nobody in this universe has headphones. Um, but he hears that and he's interested. He's interested because Leia's interested. He, the hollow cube of Anakin as a boy, uh, that they, that they see, he actually had that up for bid because he's like, you like it. You know, it's like, I don't like it. I'm going to put that up your butt. But anyway, it was like, you know, he clearly, he clearly wants to pay or he, he clearly pays attention to what she feels and what she sees and all this stuff, which is really cool. Um, but you know, there was that little part where he's like, uh, Shmi's voice is like, Oh, it sounds vaguely familiar. And then, yeah. you know, he sees the picture of her and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, she's a little weathered, but she's still, you know, pretty. I could and all see this. this being lay in 20 yeah, years, 20 years and so forth. So, which is interesting because I think they always tried to play it off, play it off. Like Leo looked more like her mother. Yeah. Um, but with the which, elements of Shmi as well, I thought, which coincidentally, I mean, the two actresses, you know, they kind of have that uh, semi-similar similar facial structure kind yeah. of, and then the hair and everything, you know, sort of the darker hair. So, but Padme also had that as well. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I thought that was a cool parallel to draw again, makes it personal. You know, you see the elements of family. But uh, but uh, there was a, a sort of a shift as well in this book, but I felt that it was very organic where once Leia sort of um, reconciles what the Force is trying to tell her and what's in her own heart, she begins to take charge of things. Whereas, like, you right. know, Han's not in the back seat, but, like, he gets hurt at one point. They're in the desert, and he's, like, all dried out, you know, bone dry and everything, and he's... <laughs> He's not, you know, he probably has a little sunstroke, but you know, the, she begins to build up her confidence and her strength of character because now mm-hmm. she's finally kind of balanced out in the force. And I kind of like that sort of shift where, you know, again, Han is taking all lead here and then Leia takes lead. It seems very natural. They both take the lead. Um, I also like the part with Han with the, uh, what were the ships called? The, the, like a seat on a pod, pod racing no. engine uh skitters or scooters or scudders or i don't know i can't remember. didn't call them skiffs did they i can't remember uh, yeah i can't think of it either but but he, he's showing off like with no yeah no help from the computer system and yeah it was pretty cool well the, the the one that they they tried to get him to ride at first to see if he could ride the super fast one like had a full yeah. But he knew he totally knew about it and he was able to like tame the beast type of deal. Right. So that was kind of cool. And it makes you wonder if Han could have won a pod race. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, with how many times that he mentions that it'd be impossible, I think that'd be kind of cool if at some point they would have expanded on that. What what if they actually had a pod racer and Han got in it and then said, Now this is pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <clears throat> Uh, nothing, sweetheart. Just I'm pot, pot racing. <laughs> uh, I am glad that they didn't have a pod racer in here, though. That would have been kind of that would have been too much yeah. cheese for me. A little bit too yeah. much. Too much fan service. <laughs> yeah, 
So, but again, you also kind of see Han at, at, towards the end when they're like, he tricks the, the, uh, the stormtroopers into thinking like Leia's an officer or something like that. Uh, yeah. he which, just, he the understands way, the empire. Yeah. Which by the way, the officer, which is never named in oh, this the, book the lieutenant. Was, yeah. Freaking awesome. I mean, he was yeah on top of all of the tricks. He was messing with the, uh, the, squad leader like to the point where he like take, makes him take his armor off it's like don't waste the armor you're clearly gonna get killed <laughs> yeah well you got to see in a very small way smarter stormtroopers like stormtroopers have always been yeah. like again efficiency you yeah know. yeah they're they've always kind of been like the throwaway red shirts but in actuality yeah. there are some smart ones there are some ones who actually can be competent from time yeah. to time and, and this fights all the jokes about, oh, stormtroopers can't hit anything. No, no, this officer is a sharpshooter. He can hit whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about the the battle? Because we, we do eventually have a shootout here at the, the old Tuscan camp where Anakin murdered not only the, the men, but the women and the children. <laughs> all of them. I murdered all of them. And then... Uh, <laughs> He, uh, it was kind of, kind of dreary because now they, the Tuscans think there's a ghost. So they bring sacrifices, yeah. there, which isn't real great. But what, what did you think about the sort of shootout? Cause I actually really enjoyed it. I did too. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, violent. Not gonna lie. At one point I thought like Chewie straight up ripped off one of the storm trees. <laughs> <His> head. So, <laughs> <laughs> and they even have, I, I think the writer was like, Oh, wait a minute. I need to fix what I just wrote. And he threw the helmet away, which was empty. <laughs> which was empty. <laughs> no blood all over the... And then they mentioned, oh, the officer's running away. He didn't rip his head off. He's alive. There's no helmet. <laughs> his body was still moving like a chicken with his head cut. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was, that was pretty sick. Um, it was... I don't know. It felt like it kind of happened all at once. It like was, the build-up yeah. for that was a little... Eh. But it was... It was really satisfying yeah it, it was interesting and, and i, I it kind of showed a little bit more tactical stuff some of the flanking maneuvers yeah. and coming up behind so it wasn't just a yeah. straight line that they just you know quick pubic. they actually had to think a little bit and, and right. have some exit strategies and stuff like that so that was that was an interesting part of it uh poor kit man Ugh. kit got tortured poor dude yeah yeah <laughs> i did <laughs> <laughs> uh and I love that Kit just bought a book about Dude, let's talk about let's talk about the friends. Let's let's talk about Kit a little bit. Yeah. Tell tell him about Kit. I mean like Anakin leaves him a little bit of money and he he buys a book about what what was the It was title like a book, book, it was like an etiquette book. Like a Yeah, it was an etiquette book. Yeah. Yeah, something C three PO has a copy of. Right. Which is awesome and like he gets Hitched with this super like, like she's just a jerk. The uh, the first wife who's high class and well, knows more about him. Yeah, <laughs> something about he became a domo, which I I, I forgot yeah. to look up. I don't remember what the domo title is. I, I just thought he was like a sommelier at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find that. But yeah, he he becomes kind of like a ranking per. He's able to buy his freedom. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he, he sort of gets into the, well, high society in Tatooine, I guess. But yeah. yeah, he takes this etiquette book and he makes something of himself, essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah, and actually, uh, Leia even mentions that at one point, I think it's about Kit's family, how, you know, you think of all these extravagant places in the universe, you know, Coruscant and whatnot. As she mentions, like, they've, they seem to have actually carved out what they consider a portion of happiness mm-hmm. in the galaxy. Like, it's not much to her being on Tatooine, but, I mean, he's done well for himself considering his background. Yeah, okay, so Domo is a steward. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Bib Fortuna was um, yeah. Jabba's major, major Domo. Major Domo. So he was like <laughs> yeah. under a major Domo, but he, he would have been like a steward or something like that. Yeah. So I, I still want to think he's like a sommelier in a nice Tatooine winery. I mean, it's right. hot enough, right? Get some nice wine out there, it'd be great. You know, I also think it's interesting between... Uh, him and Anakin's other buddy, how adamant they are about how he, there's no way he could have turned to Darth Vader. Yeah. He's he's a hero. And, you know, well, I know my buddy, he'd never do that. What walled a bit more than Kid? Yes. What walled? Yes, aggressively so. Yeah, Wald was like, no, he, he wasn't, he wasn't Darth Vader. I, I knew the guy, but like, I think Kit, probably a little smarter. Um, mm-hmm. and also a bit more privy to what happened with Anakin when he came back to Tatooine and killed all the, right. the Tuscans. So, yeah, but, but Wald was very, he was kind of insulted. You know what I mean? He was, he was insulted yeah. that, that that would be, nah, he's not Darth Vader. What are you talking about? Um, but they both made something of themselves on Tatooine. So I got to give it to him. I think that yeah. that was, um, that was really neat. Uh, to see. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. What what, what else do we want to do? We want to. Not sure. Uh, I mean, we, I mean, we could talk about we the did squibs. Have, uh, the squibs and what was the other? The Escagians. That was kind of a cool race. Uh, yeah. You know what? I just yeah. You. Uh, I don't know what I don't know much about. Well, the whole thing with them is, is that te- the, the mission that Wedge was on was to their home world and they were taking some of them off, but some of them had already left yeah. planet. You don't happen to remember that, that dude's name, do you? The Escagian? Yeah. Um, no. No. I Let can't. me see if I can recognize it from the character list. It's cool, but I mean, we we can kind of go over the the squibs. Cool dude, very very cool dude. Yeah, they, they, it was interesting, interesting guy. Um, you know, kind of like felt a little nomadic at this point. They did have a, a yeah. village uh, on Tatooine that they didn't let anybody know about, but it, he did help uh, Han and Leia sort of escape a little bit there mm-hmm. to get out to where they could find the um, the painting and kit. Uh, so that was nice of him, and eventually, you know, lied to the Empire to, uh, you know, to help him sort of brush off the trail. We also had the the squibs. Um, Amala. I don't like the fan art for squibs. I wish I hadn't eh, looked it up. <laughs> it's a little uwu, but yeah, uh, Amala Sly in Greece, and uh, we met them at the auction. They had a booth full of garbage, basically. But Han and Leia, who were dressed as a Deveronian and a Twi'lek, which we'll talk about here in yeah, a second. which was awesome. But 
they enlisted the squibs to bid for them in secret so that you know, wouldn't draw attention to them, which is smart. Um, but they're pretty masterful at business stuff. They're kind of a little bit unscrupulous at times. They do pop out a lot throughout this whole book, and eventually Amala does wind up with the painting at right. the very end of the, uh, the, the book as sort of you know their, their final payment to finally close down this deal. Um, but the, the disguises... It's always baffled me that there ha- there hasn't been more in disguising people, but in this book, Han is dre- fake fingerprints and all skin tinting. He is a Deveronian, and yeah, Leia, Leia is has a fake Lakers. Yeah, I mean it's pretty pretty sweet. That just makes a lot of sense to me. Like you they would have think like that voice, that would be able to happen. They have little voice box things yeah. that modulate and change their voice to sound like Deveronian Twilight. It's, it's it's just awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it just seems like, why isn't there more of this? Right. But they did it, so that was really cool. I like that part of it. Um, uh, let's see. I also did, uh, oh, Quentin. So we had Commander Quentin, who was down on the planet bidding mm. uh, for the, yeah, yeah, for the yeah. painting as well. Don't have a ton on him, it looks like. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is this the only... Uh, yeah, might be the might be his in. only appearance. It looks like that oh, was wow. an original kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he was uh, reporting up to Paleon and um, effectively just what? Yeah. That's it. Cool. Yeah. He bit it on the painting. Okay. Tried to kill everybody in the thing, and they, you know the thing, man. Yeah, they're okay. They yeah, Quentin. But I did kind of think the uh, the whole bidding war, the way that started, was kind of entertaining like that's 275,000 <laughs> yeah yes sir i'm aware <laughs> well it was also interesting the uh the the monetary system at this time right uh so the yeah, new republic comment about new republic credits yeah yeah because i mean the new republic the new republic is a government uh so they have credits out there and that's what people are using i don't remember what quentin was doubling on it was another form of currency it wasn't Imperial credits, obviously. Um, but then, yeah, the, the squib comes back with... It was flawed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, God. Stupid. Go flawed. Mandalorian. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, uh, 275,100, and that's in Republic credits. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, the darn thing got all the way up to, like, 15 million, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which is a ton. Um, but anyway, yeah... The, Eh, Quentin, Quentin was a guy. It happened. Uh, I don't know what did else. Did he die? I don't think so. Okay. If he did, we'll, we'll never it know. Was this is his first ceremony. <laughs> he was just a dude. Uh, yeah. So what else? What else do we got to talk about in this one? Jawa murder. <laughs> yeah, we do get some stuff with with the Jawas, uh, which is um, which is interesting, I guess. Um, a sand crawler encountered Kit after he had crashed, uh, and picked him up. But then they were ambushed by. Well, they were they first encountered a patrol of um, stormtroopers, and then they were all ambushed by Tuscans. 
Uh, there was yeah. one Jawa, don't remember her name, but she uh, got broken survived. leg survives. Yeah. Soul survivor. Yeah. And helps Han and Leia a little bit to her own ends, so to speak. Yeah. But yeah, there were there were Jawas, sand sand crawler. Yeah, cool. With cool the stuff. squibs just straight up trying to steal the sand crawler and Han outsmarts them, steals apart. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Sometimes like those characters like the squibs can be a little annoying. They can just keep popping up. But I didn't really feel like I kinda like the squibs. Yeah, I didn't feel honestly. like they were annoying at all. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of weird how they did the the whole bidding war thing, like Clearly, there was some miscommunication there, and it was never really expounded on. But yeah, I like the squibs overall. Yep, no doubt. And they really are barely ever used in the Star Wars universe. This might be the only time in a book that I know of that they've been used. Yeah, true. I'm sure it's out there. Um, I guess a couple of side notes then, if we don't have anything else like super duper crazy to talk about. I mean, I think we, we've went yeah. over a lot. Um, I would say so. Paleon. So, Galad Paleon is kind of an interesting kind of character and, and he's a bit of a survivor too. Yeah. Um, I did, I was just kind of skimming stuff. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, he was, he was assassinated by, by uh, Anakin's uh, buddy. Uh, remember Tahiri? Oh, really? Yeah, Tahiri kind of went <laughs> to the dark side. We talked about that in a prior episode. Yeah, she kind of went a little dark side. But anyway, she um, uh, she assassinated uh, <laughs> Palin, which I, I thought was that. funny. But yeah, he lasted for for a while, fought off uh, the Yuuzhan yeah. Vong and everything, and then you know retired. Um, gosh, I'm so, there's so much lore in here that I, I just, I can never remember everything. God, he, he really, he really was, uh, he has quite a page. This is fun. I mean, really at that point, he was the face of the empire. (laughs) Yeah. After a while, for sure. That's funny. Anyway, we'll talk about Paleon more once we continue in the yeah. New Jedi Order, obviously, but I just thought that was a fun little tidbit. But yeah, he was here. He was here in the Chimera under Thrawn. And Didn't uh, Leia claim, like when she was posing as Stormtrooper, she like claimed to be his, Paleon's... His nephew or something. Yeah. Or no, Quentin. Yeah. Quentin's nephew. It was Quentin's nephew. Oh, it was a Quentin's yeah. nephew. They, they first were going to do And the one Stormtrooper's Paleon, like, good luck keeping him alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, pa- Paleon is, is uh, you know, he's a sharp guy. He, he's pretty sharp yeah. o- overall, but, um, yeah. I just thought that was kind of a cool little little thing. Now, little nod, yeah. I don't remember if we specifically said this in the beginning, but this is the, the predecessor to Heir to the Empire, um, which apparently yes. we're going to have to start in on at some point now, I guess. I think we should. But, um I also did uh, think about this a little bit, too, because prior to this, we had the courtship of Princess Leia, mm-hmm. which I don't remember. We haven't gone over that, right? I feel like I no. went over it somewhere, though. We've talked about the character, the prince, but I don't think we've... Well, yeah, I that, think it was mentioned in another book that we did, but it wasn't that book. 
Right. Well, that was the thing because we we had mention of uh, Princess Solder, who, you know, they yeah. were all trying to get Leia to marry at some point, but didn't happen. Actually, that might have been one of the new Jedi Order proposals. Maybe, and we dived into it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, actually, I think that was the one where Han finally forgives Anakin, or maybe the book after that that focuses on Han with his little buddy. Yeah, to, to be honest, that, that sounds familiar. I feel like what had happened, yeah, is that we were in New Jedi Order, and then we researched this or something. Yeah. Because we're the detail. We're, we're, we're detail guys. Totally, totally. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I'm pretty <laughs> sure I have that book, too. Somewhere on the shelf. Really? Maybe we'll go through that one as well then. Yeah. Maybe not. Who knows? But definitely air. Eventually yeah, we have to do Yeah, we, we do have to get in there. So uh, I, I guess any other parting thoughts or kind of connections that we have for this book before we kind of get towards no, the No, but uh, do we want to go ahead and do a rating on this one? I think yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, I figure we can, we can work in the ratings. So it is out of five. And actually, you know what? Before we do that let's check on other ratings let's check how let's check how everybody else in the world's rating it uh goodreads has 3.8 out of 5 audible's 4.5 out of 5 um what does amazon have probably super goodreads is super low wow <laughs> uh, goodreads uh, it usually is 4.5 out of 5 on amazon so that's good i wonder what some of the negative sentiments are on goodreads let's click it and find Ooh. out Oh, I hate it. It's super dumb. This person, four four out of five stars. I love Leia with my whole heart. And? That's the review. (laughs) That's That's awesome. (laughs) uh, Three-star review. A little surprising. Best part of the books were Leia discovers secret past. Her father is still Skywalker. Hollow Diary. Force visions. (sighs) I don't know. Uh, Okay. Just didn't care for the plot. Which, to be honest, I, I understand that. That's not that. a... The plot isn't the focal point of this book at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, not entirely sure if this deserves a clean three-star review, considering this is as something between two and a half and three stars. Uh, okay. I think this is uh, worst part. Uh, pretty set up the... Okay. Set up the story. Just didn't really care for the setup. Okay. Yeah. Valid. I get it. A lot of gifts. Holy crap. A lot of gifts in that review. (laughs) Oh, here's a one-star review. Yeesh. That was rough. The overall story was a slog to get through, but there were little hints of bridging the prequels. You can skip this book. Well, you know what, Jeremy? (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) Yeah. So I I think it looks like at least by just general scrolling, plot right i mean they're getting yeah, painting. i, can, I, I can, can get that but i think some of the the supporting stuff was so strong i don't i don't know how i could yeah especially everything with the force and everything with me i i i can overlook a weak plot for that all day long yep no doubt well okay uh so what do you think what, what's your what's your rating and why out of five, I'm going to go with a 4.6. I really enjoyed this book. I thought everything with the Force was awesome. Um, Han was very competent, and just the the focus on Han and Leia's relationship, I really appreciated. 
Everything with Shmi was great. And we got to see so many characters from Tatooine and get kind of a closure to their story, what happened to them after Phantom Menace. And I really just appreciated the fan service of this book. I thought it was great. Yeah, I can take that. Um, I'm just at a, at a pretty standard 4.5 on this. Again, really good book. Uh, I liked a lot of the extracurricular stuff. Um, I think that writer really wrote uh, Han and Leia extremely well. Didn't overdo mm -hmm. the C-3PO stuff. Gave us lots of cool Force tidbits, little nuggies, little yeah. Force nuggies to chew on. Um, dang Star Wars nuggies. Yeah, dang, dang Star Wars nuggies. Uh, and then, you know, just, just the other little, you know, kind of fan servicey things, uh, I thought were, I thought were neat. Um, and overall yeah. good, good beginning, good end. I, I, I don't really have anything to complain about. I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading this book and it made us, uh, you know, it made us think about the way to save, uh, future replacement sequels, you know, it gave us the plot. Yes. The idea we, we just got to get, get for that. Yeah, we just got to get uh, Ron Howard and you know Claudia Gray in a room and Dave Filoni and John Favreau and <laughs> you know we'll, we'll sacrifice Kathleen Kennedy to the Star Wars gods and it'll be fine, right? Yeah, Mandalorian will do it via an axe. <laughs> you just see Pedro Pascal walked in. It's like, should I be here? It's like it's cool, man. Just sit in the back. We just need you here for moral support, okay? Uh, all right, Mando, sit down. My name is Pedro. No, it's Mando now. Thank you. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I think that's all we've got for this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Uh, definitely encourage you to pick up this book. It is in the middle of the spectrum, though, price-wise on Audible, uh, but a paperback, yeah. still readily available, 8 bucks, not too bad. And Half it is price bookstore. Not, not abridged. Yeah, not abridged. Full length. It, uh, yeah, not abridged and only like just over six hours. So that was, and I can see, I can see why it wasn't. I mean, there was really nothing I would have cut out. You, you know who? We, you know who I didn't give props to? The narrator. Who, who is this narrator here? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, actually, the audiobook looked like it went up a little bit. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Davis. Jonathan Davis. What have you? Oh, Jonathan Davis. Uh, Dooku. Yeah, uh, Dooku. Makes and sense. Rogue One, the novelization. I thought I did. I thought I did a and Weapon of the Jedi job with Jeez. and Kenobi. Yeah. And apparently, wow. The Force Awakens. No, that's a junior novel. Don't know what that is. Rule of Two. <laughs> Lords of the Sith, the Unifying Force, which is a, a new Jedi Order book. <laughs> so apparently, he's been in that. He's done a lot. Okay. Wow. Okay, so uh, Destiny, yeah, he's done New Jedi. Okay, yeah, uh, that's how I know this guy. He's done a lot of old canon. That's that's why I know him. Okay, I was I had to think about it. All right, there we go, man. Okay, be honest. This is like the little morsel for the end. Be honest, Mark Thompson, or you know, you, you know. Uh, are you asking which one I like more? Don't ask me that. Not gonna answer. I mean, you know, if you just had <laughs> to have, I'm not just, gonna answer that. You sure? But they are both great. 
you know, it's, it's great because we can't just have Mark Thompson for everything. <laughs> it would get old quick. I, I've had, <laughs> I've had some battles with, with some of the recent Mark Thompson. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, he, uh, he did Tempest runner or he's doing Tempest runner. Oh, really? That would be great. Wait, did we do Tempest runner? No, I think we were going to no, skip that's... Tempest runner. Weren't we? It's, it was the end of last month. Is that the, we we skipped it. We didn't do it. I think we were both a little bit annoyed, so is we didn't that, do it. Tempest Runner is the audio one, is it? I think it is, yes. Okay. Well, I wonder how he'll say Marchion Road. <laughs> However the overlords say, I'm sure. Listen, yeah. I, you know, I've been a little bit annoyed, personally, with with Mark Thompson. I I'm getting a little bit Oh, goodness. He's done... Okay. Ah, yeah. He's done some Old Republic, some Darth Bane. Yeah, okay. I'm remembering mm. this guy. What yeah. if he did Revan? Uh, dude, uh, I'm not sure about no that. No mention of it? Yeah. I, well, I'm just scrolling through. I can I can actually, like, look it up. Nope. That was Mark Thompson. Ah. Listen, okay. I, I, I'm not trying to bash Mark Thompson. He's fine, but sometimes I need you to read faster. Like, yeah. I just, I just need you to get over it and just like go faster. Yeah. Davis's yeah, book Thompson, readings of a lot of these are much quicker. Holy crap. Much. Yeah. Quicker and I'll, I'll mention it on that. Cause I don't ever listen on normal speed, but with Davis, I had it at about 1.4 and it was comfortable. Thompson. I usually run like 1.8 almost sometimes two, yeah. two times speed. Yeah. He's slow. He's done a lot. Catalyst, the Rogue One novel. I'm just, I'm just, he's got a lot. I mean, he's done a lot of work just in general, but uh, okay. He did Master and Apprentice too. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, so he's doing all of the audio stuff too, though. Well, he, he he's done like do all good. the novelizations too. It seems like movie novelizations. <laughs> this is really riveting. I'm sure for a lot of people at the end of the episode who are really just ready to go home, but can't stop listening. People who read off. the book and don't care about audible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, I mean, I'm just saying like, I don't want to dog. I don't want to dog him too much. And I'll, I'll, we'll end on this. I know there was a couple minutes of extra there, but like I'm starting to maybe want a little bit less Mark Thompson. No offense. He's good. I get a little bit tired of some of the voices. Some of them, some of them. Sometimes I just want a guy to read. And I think, I think if we, if we mesh these guys, you know, give them the one, two punch a little bit better, that'd be okay. And, and you know what? Some of our, some of our, our, uh, our ladies who have been doing, doing some of the books. Um, oh, uh, I was going to bring up the queen series who read the queen series now. Yeah, honestly, the I'm, ladies I'm of Audible have been great I'm, lately. Just it, it was the voice. It was the voice of Padme, uh, Catherine Tabor. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, God, she was she was amazing. I love the voice I, of of the. Queen's I wish books. she would have broke through and did quite a few more. I mean, not just Alphabet and Padme stories. Let's get them into some of the bigger stuff. Let's get them into even um, uh, what was the last. High Republic, we just read. Oh, um, yeah. Almost Sil. Almost Silvestri. 
yeah, you know, you know the one. Yeah, that one that we yeah, yeah we were the woman that read that was great, absolutely great. Well, the narr- the narrator for Alphabet, uh, Saskia Marleveld. Sure, I'm butchering that. She was good too. I enjoyed her reading. I mean, yeah, really... I mean, no one else could, no one else could be here well, but her. Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't really enjoy <laughs> Alphabet Squadron as much, but no. the, the narration was good. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, looks like it might have changed. So the first one was that person. The second one, Carol um, Monda, and then the last one was January Lavoy. That's who I was trying to think of. I That's love who... January Lavoy. I, I okay. honestly, I just, I like hearing her readings of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, do you think people are bored of, of hearing about narrators yet? Probably. Sick. Okay. Well, we're going to do a top 10 narrators. We're done. <laughs> we are, we are 100% done now. Thank you very much. Uh, seriously though, folks, uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode and, uh, hopefully you, uh, read some of these books that we're trying to put out there. Um, there's a lot of great books in Star Wars universe that aren't necessarily yeah. attached to canon. So get out there and read. It's, it's a very important thing. And, uh, you know, let us know if you enjoyed, uh, follow us on Facebook, find us on Twitter at TC plan podcast. Just send us a good old communication through the email network to TC plan podcast, gmail.com. Anything you send in, we'll definitely discuss unless it's terrible. Uh, but if it's good, we'll, we'll definitely discuss it. <laughs> Um, but anyway, that's it for this week. You guys have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>